femininity is powerful in all its forms, exceptional women, rare girls must be appreciated in every way for their perspectives, actions, thoughts, and their unique ways of being. Such rare girls are inspiring, and this is what this podcast is all about. Hello, my name is Aziz, and my guest today is Victoria Duritska. Victoria is a student at National Pedagogical Dragomanov University in Kiev to become a primary school teacher and English teacher. Currently, she is in Belgium, so she is studying French to explore learning that language. Her hobbies include playing piano and crocheting, especially toys. Victoria loves running, as well as writing poems when she is inspired by something or by someone, as well as texts for studying or when she is too emotional or too present in some youth project. She enjoys spending time with her three siblings, her family, and friends. Victoria, how are you today? Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Victoria, and I feel really happy for now to spread some happiness with others who will listen this podcast with me and with Aziz. Thank you so much. You're so kind. And to begin spreading the happiness, if people could understand your personality, who you are as a person, or maybe ask your siblings about you to describe you, what would they say? I think they would say they really love development, especially self-development. I mean, uh, I love develop in um, as more ways as I can. It can be different languages it can be new hobbies it can be music it can be writing it can be everything i can do thank you and can you tell me about the piano how did your love for that instrument begin i started to attend musical classes i mean like piano classes with my music teacher in my school when i was just six and then it was uh, <laughs> mostly a decision of my dearest mom because uh, my mom uh, used to love singing and playing the piano when she was in my age, I mean six years old. But uh, uh, her parents couldn't afford such uh, classes and she would love to me to play. And I was going and then it was too hard for me and I didn't want to actually, but I told myself that I should go and I should try. And then I just said to myself that I don't want to attend um, musical classes anymore. And after I was sorry about this, but it was too late. So I continued continued to um, to play on my own at my home on my on my own instrument and when I was happy I was playing when I was sad I was playing and it's just so important way to express my feelings my emotions it's like uh, you know reflection when 
it's bad for you. You don't, you have no need to shout at someone. You can just play the piano and express your feelings. And it's no matter if they are good or bad. I think music is uh, the way of creativity that everyone should try. That's my point. Thank you. So it's like a meditation for you. Yeah, of course. You mentioned that texts are for you also something that you use when you're feeling too emotional. How do you do it and how different is it to music? For example, poems is a more simple way to express feelings. Uh, why? Because uh, all you need is your brain, your mind and way to write down. You don't need to have any instrument nearby you. You can use just notes in your phone or, for example, some worksheet and a pen to write down uh, that lines of the words that you you are feeling. It can be not poems. It can be just sentences that describes your feelings. For example, oh my God, why life is so hard and you write down and write down and write down and then you understand what are you actually worrying about and it can be like <laughs> um, time with your psychotherapist but it can be more easier for your money and for your brain i don't know but it helps me and i hope it will help someone else i agree and tell me about Belgium. I heard from some people who left Ukraine that it's harder to make friends in a place like Belgium compared to back home in Ukraine. Is this your experience? What are your thoughts about this? Uh, actually, a lot of my uh, friends and just people who I know uh, said me that it's really hard to find friends here. But for me, I... For me, it's really hard to find truly friends. I mean, not just people who you can communicate with. I mean, people who uh, have in your mindset, your things that you appreciate, value, etc. And for me, finally, I have found my truly friend here in Belgium, and he's from Ukraine. Yes, of course, it it is much more difficult to communicate, to arrange some meetings with other people with uh, social worker, for example, because you don't know language. And English is known by a very few amount of people. But if you want to, it, it is possible to have some people, because in Belgium there are a lot of people who are refugees from Ukraine. And if you will be kind and polite, you can find someone for me. Maybe it will not be your friends from Ukraine <laughs> because uh, some friends can stay at home. Some friends can uh, move to another country. But for me, it is the greatest way to improve myself in very different way. So I'm happy here for now. 
Thank you. So tell me about your days in Belgium. When do you wake up? What do you do first? How do you keep your mental health okay and not get into too much negativity or burnout or missing home? How do you keep moving forward and you keep yourself sane? You know, it's really very, very important questions that will touch anyone who are so far abroad. So uh, I should start with uh, the fact that it was my first um, first trip abroad. I mean, all my entire life, all my 17 years of my life, I have spent at home. And uh, it was really difficult to understand that it is not my home. People speak another one language. Uh, this language is very, very, very different from Ukrainian. And it was really hard. But now I have studied in my university. I have Kurs de France. <laughs> so, course of um, French. Yes. And I see my some progress in language. And it, uh, it makes me feel alive. It makes me feel better. Because uh, I have started to dream, especially today, because I have found that I really have some possibilities, for example, to study here, to work here, when I will have diploma and when I will have some level of language, for example, B2. Sometimes uh, there are a little troubles. Sometimes it's really hard to... To not burn out, to feel okay, but I try. And sometimes I feel really bad. Sometimes I want to cry. I want to go home. I think it is the, there are the situation that will that everyone will have in their life if they are refugee and if they didn't want to go abroad, they just escaped from war and they just wanted to be alive. That is the point why they are abroad. And for first months, it was really, really, really difficult. But for now, I wake up at 7 o'clock most of the time. Uh, if I have some um, things to do, for example, uh, I don't know, some meetings with um, government or some social worker, for example, I go there. If not, I just wake up, uh, drink my coffee, um, breakfast. Then at 8, 8.30, my lesson at university starts and I have my lessons for speciality day I was dreaming about from 10 years old. And then sometimes I have time to do my I don't know, homework, my crocheting, my running. Sometimes not. It depends on the other different things. But most of the time I just study and study French in the center of studying and uh, take my time with the siblings because I love them. And I think that's all. It's my... Mm, most important things that I have to do every day. Thank you. And to understand really your story, can you share how 
February 24th was for you. How did you hear about the invasion? Did you believe it at first? Did you not believe it? What happened? How did you feel? What did you do? Tell me everything about that day and everything that happened until you arrived to Belgium. Uh, my <laughs> the, the last one date with my ex-boyfriend was on the 23rd of uh, February. And uh, when I was at home, my boyfriend went home. <laughs> it was uh, midnight when I go to bed when I went to bed and I was really scared because I went uh, really really noisy sound from the plane in my village <laughs> uh, most of the time there are no planes in the midnight and I was worrying about this and I typed him and he replied me like Oh, Vika, don't worry, all is all right, just a plane. And uh, on the next day, my grandma, she wanted to go to the walk. She's a teacher. Uh, my grandpa also wanted to go to the walk. But uh, it was like 5 a.m. and I woke up. I didn't understand actually what's going on. And I didn't believe that. I just... <laughs> It's, it's impossible. It can be. It can't be. No, no, no. And even um, when it was occupation of my village and of all the nearest villages, I just couldn't believe in that. It's it's like, it's impossible. No. Tanks. No, no, no. No tanks. No Russian soldiers. And when it was... Um, noisy sounds of bombs nearby because I used to live between Borodyanka and uh, Bucha and it was really terrible but I couldn't believe in that I couldn't believe when it was uh, really noise boom uh, we just were taken I mean me and my brother who are the eldest of the youngest uh, once we just took our small siblings and were running to the most safe place in our house. It is not the safest place in the world, but it was the safest place in our house. And we couldn't believe why we were running, because uh, glass could destroy it. And uh, it's very, very unsafe it's very very dangerous so that's why we did this and after 8 March is uh, like women day as i know and on the next day russian soldiers were walking uh, not walking they were going to the each of the houses in my village including uh, my street, another one streets. And I was really, really scared because there was, no, like, imagine five soldiers or nine soldiers with uh, some guns can go to your house, can broke your house, can kill you all, all your family, and you can do nothing. 
They can rape you, you can do nothing. They can kill you, they can harm you, you can do nothing. They can take away your, I don't know, if you have a husband, it's, it can be your husband, it can be you, it can be all your family. And it was really, really scared. That's why we uh, have decided to go away to the west of Ukraine on the 11th of, um, 11th of March. And yes, there was occupation. Yes, we could be killed because uh, some people died when they were trying to evacuate. And uh, we got to know then when we were on the west of Ukraine, there was a destroyed village that we were walking through. And yes, every my day was like, at the morning I wake up, uh, I can see all my family. We lie down on the same floor and I was just blessing God that I am alive, all my family are alive, we are together. When we were falling asleep, I just looking at my family, at my grandparents, at my mother, and at my beautiful three siblings, and just thinking, bless God that I'm alive, and I hope to wake up in the morning and see them all alive. Because uh, at that time, there was a little, little, little small of information, and uh, for Bucha, we know almost nothing. And it was, I was really shocked that my neighbor was killed by Russian soldiers, but he did nothing, you know? He just walking, he was riding the car just by them, nearby. He did nothing, but they killed him. And it was so scary that I can't even share the information. It's just words, but... It was really very, very scary for me. And then we were at the west of Ukraine and there were some bombings of west of Ukraine. And we decided to move forward to go to the Belgium. Why Belgium? Because there was a, one relative that um, moved earlier and we decided to go here, and then it was really hard to adaptate. I mean, all the moments about language, about culture, about social um, payments, about government, about Carte A, about com contemporary protection. It was really hard, but we went through it all together and I'm happy that we are all together we're like very strong family and I think it's uh, that way that I feel better because for me I don't know who I would be if not my family and yes it was really scary to think that you can be killed in any way in any day but for now, I realize that there is um, occupation is that period that uh, I got to know how to feel alive, 
how to value your each day of your life, how to feel better. I don't know, but it is very important period of my life. Thank you. Yes, that seems so emotional. And yes, you said you value your life more now. Can you speak more in detail in this period of six months? How did you change as a person? What in your thoughts or perspectives are different? Are you brave to do new things that before you were too shy to do? Or what are some things in yourself that changed in this half a year? It's really interesting and important question uh, because I really do have changed. For me, uh, I used to be afraid of everything. I mean, new possibilities, new cities, new people, everything. But now I just, I'm not afraid, you know, if if it's not kill me, if it's not killing me, it must uh, make me feel stronger. Uh, <laughs> I uh, became more self-confident. Like, I believe in God and in myself. It's the most my faith. Uh, because, for example, when I can uh, decide my life, I decide, I choose... I make some um, important and smart things for me and wise things. But if I can, for example, I don't know if it be if it will be the place where I can live in the half of the year because that is the time I can live here. Uh, but I think God knows. I think uh, only God can decide now what I should do. There is some situation that we can't control that aren't for people. They are like for, uh, I don't know how to explain, like God. Yes, I became more stronger, more self-confident. For now, I am not afraid of such things like trying some new. Uh, yes, I am still afraid of that, but... Sometimes I feel like I'm afraid of any noise. For example, there is some hunting, hunters. There is some, um, there is some different noises that can afraid me, can scare me. It can be some planes. It can be some people who don't understand that I'm still afraid. Uh, and. In my first two or three months, yeah, I was very, 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 very afraid of any sound. But for now, I feel much stronger. I feel that uh, my zone, my comfort zone had increased. I mean, I used to think that I can't move to another one city of Ukraine and live there. No, I can move to another one country and live here because from my city in Belgium to my village in Ukraine, there is a distance for 2,000 kilometers and 2,200 kilometers. It is a really um, very, very, very big distance for me, like huge distance for me because 
I used to move only for, for example, one month to another one city of Ukraine, but not Europe. And I'm really happy to get this experience. Also, I had a great experience to practice my French, to learn French from zero level, to practice my English, because when I moved here, people who gave our place to live, they speak French and they speak English. And English was the way to communicate. I am um, really proud of the Ukrainians who started to speak Ukrainian. For example, uh, there is a huge amount of Ukrainians abroad here in Belgium who are speaking in Russian. And I had that this fact, but it is the fact. But some of these people, when I speak Ukrainian, they are trying to speak Ukrainian. I don't know, it is for me or it is for them, themselves. But I'm really proud of this fact. And all the Ukrainians, doesn't matter, abroad or in Ukraine, we um, became much more stronger and much more connected with each other. We started to help each other. Yes, some people became more angry, became more close to themselves. But some people really improved. I mean, uh, I noticed that my friends, I had no idea that they can be so brave. They went to the war, like if in front of the enemy. And for me, it is for a huge amount of heroism. Because I couldn't do that. I could be volunteer. I could donate for their needings, what I did do. But to fight? No, it's not for me. So I'm just so proud of every Ukrainian, every Ukrainian people, every Ukrainian woman, man, boy, girl. We are all examples to each other, to Europe, to all the people in the world. The same situation is for my family and Ukrainian. Ukrainian people are all the whole family, I think. Yes, sometimes it's hard to understand each other. For example, for me, it's Russian. But also I uh, had understood what I really value. Because when you understand that you can die in any moment of your life, you choose you choose only the best you can have. You don't choose uh, like some trash when you can eat healthy food. You choose only the best. I mean, in communication of people, in uh, lifestyle, in mindset, in uh, quality products, in everything. And I started to understand that Lots of people in my life are wasting of my time. Like Billie Eilish said, so don't waste my time, I don't have. And I started to rethink about what I communicate with, what I uh, have for my breakfast, what I do in my life, if I'm happy at all, if not, what I can do to feel happy. And 
that is that are the most important questions uh, I think each person should ask himself or herself because it's the way to happiness it's the way to successfulity success is not about business success is about your own happiness I agree with you 100% do you feel that a lot of the Ukrainians who are immigrants now near you in Belgium also believe and feel that success is happiness and they're taking care of their happiness and mental health as well. I don't know, actually, because oh, I have noticed that uh, my mindset is not always uh, the mindset of others. For example, it's really hard for me to find truly friends because my mindset is more European, but in Ukraine, I have found that some people are angry for me and I don't know why. And uh, my close friends really care, take care about their health, including mental health. And yes, they are using like music, like quality music, not just sounds and text that means something. And they use reflection to understand themselves better. And I'm so proud of these people. And I'm so proud that they are my close friends. Because, as you know, uh, your personality is average of five your closest friends. Me, it is walking. For example, when I'm talking about um, something with... Um, people who are angry and pessimistic, I can I can find that there is so bad word. There is so disgusting people, but they are not. If you don't believe in this, <laughs> they are not. Word is wonderful and people are too. So some of people don't care about themselves, don't care about other selves. And it is very um, sad. Some of my even relatives, I just have tried to explain them that mental health is important. You have no need to take care about things that you can't choose, you can't change. But now they are still talking about, I don't know, some political issues some ecological issues they can change and for me it is self-destructing for me you have to take care about things you you can change you can choose and some of people lose it some of people not but i hope that people mm, will take care about themselves because who if not they Thank you, Victoria. This was really deep. This was really important. And thank you for sharing your voice, your stories, and your life. And all I can say is Slava Ukraini. Slava. <laughs> I wish you a good day. I wish you peace in Belgium. And I wish victory for Ukraine. And thank you for participating. Thank you for having me. It was really nice experience 
and I am really, really happy to spread my experience, spread my information, my mindset, because I hope there will be lots of people who are thinking in the same way or in the similar way. So I'm really, really happy to participate. Thank you and have a nice evening.